If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hello everybody and welcome to the Celtic Unrestricted View podcast. My name is Ryan Crawford. Well, it's the first podcast of the new year. Um, so again, it's been great uh, support recently since we started uh, the podcast again. Uh, so it's half new year to the listeners and uh, joining us this episode is J.P. and Connor. So half new year, lads. Um, again, it's the first podcast of the new year. So obviously we've done a podcast with Dan, um, the, the sports journalist from Japan. New signings have come in quite early doors, um, and I think by the feedback we've had, obviously through the Twitter and other Celtic fans, it's been quite a big headline um, in Glasgow. Um, and obviously Dan spoke this and says, obviously, it is really big news because um, it's happened quite early. And I think Connor, the first thing I want to speak about is obviously these five, these three coming in. Um, it's I know there's a lot of rumours about it happening, but I think now it's happened. You can get a bit excited because we the Celtic board, you never know, it's, it can linger on and linger on. And I think, I agree with Dan, that we need to actually praise the board in a way because they've maybe listened to Ange, because let's be honest, the board don't know these signings, so they're kind of buying blind, they're, they're trusting Ange, and I think, it's for me, it's a very good start to the year. Happy New Year to again, mate. Before I go any further, Happy New Year, Ryan, and Happy New Year, JP. Happy New Year to the listeners. Um, aye, so it it was exciting that we got that news yesterday, right before, obviously, Hugman A. We're already buzzing because it's Hugman A, but then you get that wee bit of news that Celtic's done a bit of business. And it's not just the one player we've went and got, we went and brought in three players, which is even more exciting. Aye, we might know, know too much about the market, or the players that we're bringing in, but I, for, for what I've seen for Kyogo, I, I don't, I don't doubt 
Angie's judgment on these three boys that you brought in. Um, and I, fair play, a bit of praise to the board for a change, no dragging their feet on some signings. It's it's refreshing in a way. Uh, it's, it's, it's really good to see, but long hopefully it continues that way and we're no, we're no dragging out rumours and transfers right up until deadline day and then you get hit with one lone player in that you're like, ah, I'm not really going to make much of a difference to your squad. But um, I know it's, it's it's definitely positive. I'm looking forward to, to seeing the new boys coming in and showing us what they can do. Um, as I say, the fans, Ange knows the market. Ange has been in that, that league for a couple of years and he's obviously, he, he knows what they can do. He knows what they'll bring to, to his squad and hopefully they add to the the mentality and they, they, they bring a sort of high tempo that we're used to seeing for, for Kyogo and hopefully they come in and match it and the boys that are already there also match it. So, aye, it'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, the insight for, for Dan yesterday, it, it was a, a cracking listen. Like, it's definitely good to hear a view for somebody that's there there, watches the football regularly and, Obviously, makes articles on it, so aye, it's positive. I actually says obviously about the, the podcast with Dan again. That for me, it was a brilliant insight just listening to him. And, um, like you say, we don't really get to see a lot of Japanese football, so to actually know a bit about them and the kind of culture and everything else, but with Japan, it was really interesting. I think it's with, with um, Connor Sage, IP, the fact that we've seen Kyogo, we've seen his impact. You're not wanting to get too carried away thinking you're going to get the same impact that you're waving for age three, but I think it's very hard not to think that because you trust in what Andrew's trying to build here, you trust his signings so far. There's no reason not to say that they're going to know come in and know they will because there's no reason to doubt it. No, first of all, Ange, happy new year, Ryan. Happy new year, Connor. Happy new year to the listeners. Hope you all had a great time. You and all your families. Um no, Ryan, uh, absolutely. Um, the the important thing is is, is Ange and all this. Um, Maeda has played under him, so I think that's a big plus. He'll know he'll know how he sets up. He'll know what you know what's expected right for the half. The other two will probably know fair distance. They've maybe come up against Ange's team. So again, they'll have maybe had an insight for the outside looking. You know. Saying, but oh, this is an attacking side. Uh, I know there's been a bit of a, on me, what I'm hearing and seeing, reading. There's been a wee bit of a drop off. The Andrews left for Yokohama, which is only obvious because mm-hmm. obviously the, you know, you see the impact he's had with us in such a short space of time. I can only imagine he probably had that over there. Uh, again, Dan been on last night. Absolutely brilliant hearing him. Uh, being a brilliant insight on the league. Uh, things that we didn't know. Um, and obviously, I think the, the one we can take from Dan, especially speaking, is that this is an absolute heist, he called it. Um, I, more or less, we should be wearing a mask mm-hmm. because we have absolutely robbed the J-League here. Uh, and that's music to my ears. I don't know about you boys, but um, yeah, definitely. Um, and I know you... Like, you know, I picked up on make says as well regarding Kyogo. I mean, we only t- to me four and a half million pounds is 
his buttons and comparing to what you see in England and you know other leagues and spending on players. An equal of you know that's one of the top fees they've had for a long, long time on any player. And no wonder this is a total heist. Because you spoke to him about that, uh, Ryan. Um, and Danny says that the three of these guys are coming in for under five million. Roughly about five million, he says, mate. Aye. That is absolutely frightening. I he spent five million pounds. I think Meda. I think Meda is one point seven after the loan deal. But I think the way the loan deal works is I think it's basically the deal's done. But it's an initial six month for Celtic of <coughs> to buy him. I think. I think Celtic need to buy him no matter what. I think that's. Yeah. I don't know the full deal, but I think I could, it's an obligation to buy. I think, it, no? I think I compulsory, no. it's a compulsory deal. So basically, Celtic, it's a different thing, Connor. I, I was reading about that myself. So basically, Celtic need thing. to Celtic basically. I think Celtic need to honour it and do it. So you're just hoping it does come in and hit it off. But like you say, JP, for what I'm getting from from Dan, Meda might be the one that's going to hit the heights. Yeah. And probably he's expecting it right away for what I picked up on what he says mm. as well. And that's only, again, music to the ears. Um, that's what we want. We want him. We want the freedom to come in and do it. We don't just want him. I, I kind of got the feeling that Ida Gucci's sort of going to be the lesser one of the expectation mm. side of things. Um, he's the one that's maybe no... Um, I know he's surely apologised to the, the Gamba... Uh, Osaka fans saying that he's really sorry he didn't hit the heights of what they expected from him and Dan mentioned he said he's not showed for him since his 2016-17 season I think he said um, mm-hmm. that got him over to Leeds uh, listen that's neither here or there it's what he does with us mm-hmm. that's all I care about if he comes here and he does well for it then hats off to Big Ange again for pulling a rab- for pulling another rabbit out of magic hat, um, and like I said, boys, it, it can only bode well for. Ah, see, no matter what happens now, I don't know about any use to right or anybody else listening in. I trust that guy one hundred percent because see, up to now, people might say, oh, Jack Amakis, no, but I feel sorry for the big fella. He's not really mm. get going. He's come in late in the Monday. I'm not judging him yet because he's not really had a proper chance to show his. No. He either gonna cut it or he's no. I see guys like Bacchus. Sorry, Vasilius, if you're listening in, but it's not worked out for you, mate. And that's numerous reasons that's no you maybe no your fault or maybe it's just no worked out. Whether it's you know fun culture or they came at the wrong time, it was COVID, there was a lot of things happening, who knows? I don't like making excuses for them for whatever reason, it's just no worked out. The same me, Albin a Yeti. And there was, that's £10 million right away that we're looking at and going wasted. So, if you're bringing in these three and we're going to get something like Kyogo, standard out of these three guys that you just brought in in under £5 million, that has got to be some of the best recruitment I've seen at Celtic for a long, long time. I don't know about you guys. Aye. Um, well, that's, that's, that's what I say to him. Um, Obviously, we paid five million for Barkas, and um, we we're getting three players for that price. And sometimes I was a bit critical of Celtic for buying three or four players worth that amount of money. I would rather just go out and spend, like we were talking about Tony, instead of buying a Yeti and somebody out of Barkas for ten million, just go and spend the ten million pound on Tony. Obviously, with Tony to start off with Tony, I was the 
Keenan, the transfer fee because obviously it was League One. I was like, why are you paying ten million pounds for a League One striker? For me, it didn't make sense. But the mayor found out about a Yeti's transfer. A Yeti was like five million, and Tony actually went for six plus add-ons. And then I was thinking, well, if that was the case, when we found out Tony was in Parkhead, I'd have just paid the six million pound and got Tony, who at least in a way was proven in a sense he was he was playing at Peterborough. He scored goals. A Yeti done well with Basel, but then he'll play with West Ham. So it was a kind of at the time I didn't think it was a gamble, but then when you look into things, it was a bit of a gamble, but. Own obviously Barkar signing for five million. You're getting these three guys going off for that price. Um, I was normally just like, do you know what? A big Julian just going to pay seven eight million pound and get a quality player in. But but it seems that these three guys are going to be. I'm not saying superstars, but they're going to be big players for Celtic. And but it sounds like Dan was telling is they're not just coming here to sit on the bench. They're coming here to. They're kind of what we've been crying out for, what we spoke about in the podcast, what we spoke about in the group chat as well, that we need to sign guys from about 25, twi- no, 25, 26-ish, ready-made internationalists or ready-made football players, no projects, like your Kamalas, your Biles, your Shevs and Jack Hendrys even came in, guys who weren't really proven at a level. Even a badder than now, but a bad is doing well, but he's still, he's still raw, he's still got potential, mm-hmm. he's not a, a ready-made article and... For us going forward, I think I know it's January's a hard one day, as as it mean Dan was saying, it's very hard to get the players you want. But the fact that we've got these guys who have played, and bear in mind as well, right? Most of your squad is kind of burnt out. They've no stop playing since the summer. These guys have just finished this season and they're coming to play. I've only got two or three week break again. Are they going to get burnt out? I hope no, because we need to come in, in my opinion, to come in and fly in because we're going to need a lot of players came up corner because you know what it's going to be like mm-hmm. after this break again we don't know if it's in <laughs> let's be honest I know Rangers fans might be getting up, up in arms soon because if, if all of called up to the quarter uh, their, their thingies <laughs> the game could be half in February because Celtic have got an obligation to call it half and they know that that's going to be oh they've done this they've got the break and now they're postponing the games and so, but, but I saw hearsay but I generally think for, for me corner getting free players. Again, I'm only going by for what I've seen on YouTube and what I've heard for Dan and Twitter and stuff. I've not seen these guys play, so I'm only going by for what I'm hearing and seeing. These three boys could be very successful at Celtic and really bring a different dimension to what we are wanting. They could. I well, see, looking at the, the recruitment, right, there's us brought the three boys, the three players in. And if you factor in Kyogo for with his price tag that's less than 10 million for the four of them right he's talked about Barkas and Ayeti that's 10 million for the two seeing the, the the sort of opposite end of the spectrum we you look at our failed transfers for Tony and John McGinn that's two players that we could have brought in for what 10 11 million and look at the amount that they two would go for now mm. compared to what we would we would sell Barkas and Ayeti for because they've came in absolutely flopped. Like they've no, they've no took their chance at all. And like you're looking at a yeti, his his chance to make an impression was last year and even this year to, to an extent. Like if he if he worked hard mm-hmm. and bought into the ideas and really went for it, he, he could have been in with a chance with a squad, especially with injuries and all that. Like he he could have been like no. I'm, I'm here to, to show that I'm worth the five million that we paid for 
that we paid for him. But he's not. So, um, to me, it's, it's, it's different. Our recruitment is definitely different now compared to it was last season or the season before. Like, I don't feel like we're just buying people blindly as much as we don't know anything about them. Ange knows about them really. Like, he knows an awful lot about them. And he's not going to bring in players that aren't going to fit his system. Unless he's told to, unless it's like the one that we all thought, oh, that's not an Ange signing and McCarthy, but even McCarthy's come in and he's, he looks as though he's he's kind of bought an it and any time he's been on the path, he's not been he's not been awful. He's not been the worst player on the park. I mean, there's players that are at Celtic that have you, they're just not going to work in that system like Greg Taylor or Mickey Johnson. <laughs> Mickey Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> but like, do you know what I mean? The, these three boys, he brought them in. He knows them well. He obviously knows Maeda for working with them. The other two boys will know exactly what to expect. They speaking to. They all spoke to Kyogo. They all spoke to Maeda or whoever else was at uh, Angie's last team. So they're going to know what to expect, and I reckon they're going to put everything into it. Um, and Two, two of the three boys that we've just brought, we've literally just signed yesterday, have also played out with Japan mm-hmm. as well. So that's experience that will probably bode well. Um, Maeda played in Portugal. Um, I'm sure it was Aideguchi played at Leeds and then went to, did he know they spent a stint in Germany as well? Um, so it's not as if they're, they're, they've only ever been restricted to the J League. They don't know how to adapt to to playing in other leagues or other styles of football and all that. Like Ange knows what he's doing. I'm fully on board with JP. Like I'm behind him hundred percent. If he's and for what Dan said yesterday, Ange has a, a block of marble in front of him, and he'll see one thing, we see nothing. Mm-hmm. And we won't see anything until he does create that picture for us. And I think it, he will get there. But we need the board to continue backing him. Um, in terms of what JP was saying about Jack and Marcus as well, I'm not judging him either because he expressed a, a desire to leave his last club and they didn't even give him a pre-season. And then he's came into us late on in the transfer window. He's had to, he's had to try and get up to speed where our squad at the time and then when he has came on he's got injured and that's just been him for there but I, I still think he's he's he'll have his chance to prove what he's made of um, and if he wants to make it work at us he needs to do what I yet he did in the day and mm-hmm. prove it and show us what he's worth see obviously um, we just saying with that um, last year we had basically with Edward, Griffiths and Ayeti. Ayeti and Griffiths were never really up, really up to the standard. They were unfit, they were injured here and there. So we were really stuck with one striker last year. I know Ellen right. Usab is in the route, but Edward was really the main striker. And when he was in his own form or he, or he was injured, you were snickered. But when it yep. seems that we, again, I'm only going by what we're hearing and seeing, this guy, Maida, is going to be very, very decent, similar to Kyogo. And I still believe Jackie Marcus, for what I've seen for Jackie Marcus before, and even these wee small stints that him play, I see he's got something, and I think he'll bring it. He's another guy where, like you're playing Livingston... brings us something different. Like you're playing Livingston, see how you play How many games has he played, Brian? How many games has he featured them? 
maybe three or four or something like that, mate. I think he's played Did a you get a goal? Aye. I think he's uh, as far off away, Livingston at home, and I'm sure he can win a sub against somebody else. Three or four games. St. John's, you started in, didn't he? Right. Right. Um, but even I, then, when he has played, he, he looks at he gives us something different from what Kyogo gives us or whatever. He, he, he holds the ball up mm-hmm. and he knows that that's, his, that's what he's today. He's to hold the ball up and bring other get players and get us up the park, hold it up there, and then bring in your midfielders when they eventually get up to support. Like uh, It does give you that other option and you can see it in the, the three or four games that he has featured in. But oh, I'm a, obviously I'm a, he's been I'm injured. A fan of him. I'm a, I'm a, I, I like him. I, think, I know, I know I'm, I'm saying that kind of blindly because I like him for what I've seen. And Obviously, as we've spoken about on here, plenty of times his goal record in that league was phenomenal and that's not a main feat. That's not a main feat. That doesn't just happen. You've got to work and you've got to be, you've got to be a good striker in that league because as a hard league, every team can beat anybody in that league. And there's always a lot of goals and and the team were a bottom league and he's done well. So I think we've got a snip with him as well. Um, I think he will get a chance because I think when it seems it the guy the guys and signs, I think he's going to play him. So because um, obviously he's signed to Yogo. I think Andrew's looking for playing. rotation. Mm-hmm. I think overall, Ange is looking for rotation to stop the fact that everybody's playing the same every game. The Turnbulls had to play every single game and he's ended up paying the price for it. Jota played every game for he came in. He paid the price for it. Kyogo's more or less played nearly every game for he's come in. And I cut asked a couple of times he's mm-hmm. he's a wee injury, a wee spell out the team, I know if he's remember mm-hmm. as well. Okay. And then he came back and then he came back against Leverkusen and then he got injured again and for me, but even the cup final when he got the two goals, now I don't want to disrespect Tibbs, but I know he was excellent that day and his two goals were peaches, but he wasn't 100%, I don't think. No, he wasn't. And that's not that's no being disrespectful to, to Hibs. He just took his game. He was able to just go to another level to, to, to find the two finishes because I've said it on the previous pod, he's absolute quality. His first touch is unbelievable. And he's a finisher. He knows where the goals are. And you don't need to be 100 see if you're that good. You don't need to be 100% fit to produce that magic. Mm. All you need to do is be fit enough to be on the part to be able to produce that. The rest is just all, you know, it's just all down to your conditioning and everything else. But that that comes with hard training and putting in the, you know, the hard, the hard yards, as, as managers would call it. I, I think the thing, obviously, with these three guys signing, JP, the, the impact for Kyogo, um, and obviously, it's, it was big news in Japan when we signed him, and it was a bit of a shock that we signed him, because according to what we've heard, Maeda was actually the target really for Celtic. Yeah, that's I was shocked to hear that. Well, that's what, that that's what they kind of thought they were going to sign, yeah. no Kyogo. Um, it seems like Kyogo, no, just did. It was out of left field, it was out of left field fair there as well. It was like, oof. They weren't to, expecting that. To be fair, like I say to Dan, like him and Abada never heard they transferred, but they basically signed that day. They were out the yeah. blue. And nine times out of ten with Celtic, you roughly heard a day or two or three days before it's mm-hmm. in the papers, but these two weren't in the papers at all, and they signed, and you're thinking something is changing here because, like you spoke about before, JP, teams were getting leaked last season, everything was getting leaked, no, nothing's getting leaked. We don't know nothing anymore unless. Ange comes out and tells us something now. Mm-hmm. We don't really know nothing because even the border keeps my shut now. We don't hear nothing. When Mackay was coming, stuff was coming out. But as soon as Mackay's yeah. left, nothing's came out. 
And again, I, I like it, and I don't because obviously fans we want to know about what's happening. And, but the transfer side, of it, I like it because if if we don't know and the papers don't know, then other clubs must not know because you know yourself. Nine times out of ten, agents phone up papers to, to try and get the players sold and whatever else. Mm-hmm. So the fact that nobody knows about these signings and we're getting them, I just think it's broad business. I, see, I, like what I say to Dan, see, no matter what happens, if these guys fail, see on the face of it, you're getting value. You're, you're getting value for what you're, what you're paying for. So even if if one of these guys do well, you're gonna get you're gonna get more, more than you pay for the freedom. Ah, well, I was going to say that I find that I would find it very highly unlikely if three of them are going to come and fail. Mm. It would take something, I think, monumental. The three talented boys, for what I've seen and the evidence that I've seen on, on different various apps and stuff and looking at their analytics and things that I've saw, the three real talented boys, Hattat, uh, my editor, are both 24, mm. and Idaguchi's 25, so they're so they're probably not even at the peak of you know, where the, where they are in career terms. Um, they've got bags of talent between the three of them. Um, my, the three of them are different types of players as well, which is a, a massive bonus for us. Um, especially with Hattat, he can play about five different positions, maybe even six. Uh, possibly even... Every position on the part. I think the boys that talented. They probably could play anywhere. The manager asked him to play. Um, he's just going to be like a McGregor. He'll just be happy to get a jersey, I think, and just he'll do everything he can. He'll give a hundred percent and that. But and you've heard Dan say the Japanese mate are they're, they're, they're professional with their craft. And see if they've see if they've maybe had that. But I heard Gordon Stratton. I don't know if you guys have maybe caught it on YouTube, but. I remember Gordon starting at one of the award ceremonies and it's on camera and he talks about Nakamura and he says if Nakamura's had a stinky or a training all the boys all finished training get him Nakamura used to go and get James go up into the gym do a bit of upper body work come down start hitting a ball he'd be there at about 8, 9 o'clock at night floodlights would have to get put on just for him he'd be practising his free kicks his accuracy his timing if maybe have one or two guys then get introduced mm-hmm. to help him deliver boys to him to catch on the volley. Uh, they're just perf- they're perfectionists, mate. And that's what you're getting. You're getting hard work and determination and grit with these guys. Maeda, um, for what I've seen, isn't he frightened to get in about it? Mm-hmm. Um, he's back to goal. He's strong. He's a sturdy wee guy for the size of him. Uh, a bit like Kyogo, he doesn't give people a minute. And I think teams are going to find it really hard now. They were finding it hard already with Kyogo. <laughs> this guy's quicker. So they're going to find it double hard to deal with. Sorry, deal with maybe one or two of them. But you've to look at it. You've got Maeda, Kyogo, Abada, Jota. That is absolute frightening. When was the last time Celtic had a front four? Uh, that sheer quality. <laughs> Probably since O'Neill, wasn't it? Uh, the Canio, Cadet what? and Van Hooydonk. Sutton, Hartson mm-hmm. and Larson, Matt. Well, well, there you go. Know what I mean? And I would say Sutton, Hartson and Larson were brilliant at what they done. Larson's the best I've ever seen at Celtic mm-hmm. Park, but they were brilliant at what they done. But see Cadet, the Canio and Van Hooydonk, they were, they were dead. 
you knew something. It was like the, the, the winery three other now. Kyogo, Jota, Abada. Something's always going to happen. Uh, you get that buzz. You can feel it. It's like adrenaline kicks in because you know something's going to happen in a game. You keep one or two of them quiet and then there you go. Kyogo, boom, boom. Two goals against Hubs. That's what we've got now, guys. My head is going to be the exact same. He's the same type of player as Kyogo. Um, only difference is, is um, he's probably a tad stronger than Kyogo as in physical. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll, he's able to hold a lot of bigger guys off better. Kyogo, Madonna and Peter, he's done too easy. And maybe he does, but that's part of him. But they've all got big personalities as well. And that's key. And I think one of the key points annoying us, guys, is when we come back for this break, Big Julian's back and off. Mm-hmm. And see if he's anywhere near ready to play. He's a brand new signing. Aye, I would say that. It's, I, don't even, I don't think he was going to be Connor um, ready to be playing, but obviously he's had his setbacks. And I, again, I hope, I, hope, I hope the first time the big guy plays again, there's fans there because he deserves a, a round of applause fucking back Angel as well. Um, he's obviously had a tough time and obviously he might not be able to admit it himself but he's probably struggled mentally as well but nobody able to listen. Abraham's and myself and see when you're seeing guys training and you can't go and train and you can't play it is fucking murder. So, Thank you how he felt when we just won the cup when he wasn't there. And he can't take part so it'll yep. be, a, it'll be a, a, a brand new signing for us really in a way. Basically Connor it's like a brand new £7 million sign again but we'll see him in a year um, it could I, be. I just don't want everybody to hang their hopes on them. Aye. Because, like, no, 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 no. What I meant there, Connor, was see if he's fat and ready aye, to go. Maybe that's his. Maybe that's his way to get back. He comes in and, and plays well and like fair play. Like, I, it will be like a new seven million pound signing. But I've heard too many people going, "Oh, wait till Big Julian's back. Wait till Big Julian." As if he's a messiah. I don't mm-hmm. want aye. that. Mm-hmm. Pressure to be on him. Do you know what I mean? Like, as much as as much as I day I day date him, he's really good with it. See when he's got the ball at his feet, he can he can ping balls into the far corner and all that. It's something that we've not got a centre half the new. Like, he, he's comfortable in the ball. He'll he'll bring us up. He'll take us out. He'll corner. He uses twelve to thirteen goals a season just with set pieces. Aye, even with set on. pieces, not right. But I just I just don't want everybody to be like. Hang all the hopes just on Julian because well, we've, we've done it before. We've done it in the past. There's been players that have been injured, came back, and we've been like fucking quality. They're back, and the, they've no played as well. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? I just don't want that to happen to him. I think it will take a big to man me a while to get back to play full time. It will take him. Oh, probably it will take all, him a long time. I hope that the one thing that I hope that he gets out his game, and I've always said that he's the only centre half I've ever seen that's too easy to go down like he'll feel a nudge and he, he just looks mm-hmm. throws himself it look, looks for free kicks I've never seen a centre-half look for free kicks I've only ever seen a centre-half fucking white people look take and give away free kicks I don't want I, I want him to take that away from his game if he takes that away from his game I I, um, I, I know what you're saying mate I, I think I think maybe sometimes he's for, for the size of him bullied off Lyndon Dykes but that's the fair we've said it before. We we are generally think Lyndon Dykes got his move because of the two games. 
Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. I 100% it did. And there was people, there was even Celtic fans going, why did we no sign Dykes? No, no chance. And, and no then you're going, oh, well, we should be looking for a player like Dykes. And I think Aye. that's what we could have in Yakimakis, no. but... I, I think with Julian, I just want him to cut that one bit out of his game. So only bit out of his game. Mm. If he comes in, cuts that out and hits the ground running and steadies us to a back line next to Carter Vickers, we, I would say Juranovic and uh, Ralston. I think that would be your strongest back four this season. Connor, but, my point with that one is, see, he is back and he's fit, right? And he's ready to go to Big Seller. I think he gives you the option of what we saw. But by the way, that was a massive surprise to me as well. Anne's went to a back three at Perth mm-hmm. just before the break. No, no. Having Julian fit. You can play three centre backs. Oh, come on. It just gives you that option. Right away, it releases Juranovic or Ralston and Scales or, you know, whoever he's going to play in the left. Um, so right away, it just releases him. To help Jota, Abada, the Forest, even the Forest is fat again. Um, or I know people have got their doubts about whether he's going to ever return to you know great form the way he showed in previous seasons, but we hope he does. I'm not going to write MDR, I don't want to write MDR for right now. Um, but I think that back three, it's totally through St. Johnson. I don't think they, they, you know, when the game started, they're going, what the hell is going on here? The Celtic started with two forwards. Mm-hmm. Through the middle, Abada and Kyogo were the two forwards. And they're going, what the hell is going on here? You could see it. They weren't expecting it. And Stevie May was up there against three big, three big lads. I okay, might have a joy with one of them. He's not going to get a joy with He's not going to get one. So teams will need to change. See the way they're mm-hmm. playing as well? If Celtic can throw that curveball every now and again, well, he's not going to a back foot. Leave teams second-guessing. You don't know what you know what's coming next. I thought that was brilliant with Big Ange uh, just before the break. I don't know about yours, but uh, Julian gives you that option to, mm-hmm. you know, to go in and comfortably play a back three. I, I think the fact that... Um... All of a sudden, came in. it just gives you more options. Um, we've been struggling for centre backs this year. Obviously, Welsh has come in doing again. So, you've really Starfield, Welsh, Vickers, and Julian. That's surely, I would say, if you're four or five defenders. So, I don't think we would need to sign. If Julian's fit when, when we're back, I think we're covered in the centre back area. I don't need to sign anybody because I think 
like maybe JP says, unless we have another ridiculously unlucky spell, the chance of three or four get injured at one time, it's not going to happen. Um, but I think I know there's rumours of maybe another winger or another defender, but we don't know if that's just rumours. But I think for me, Connor, the fact that Julian came back is it's, it's just squad depth. It gives us another option. And it's no... For me, Julian's no... He's no a squad player. So you're, no, you're, you're, you're bringing a guy in to play. So if Starfield's got to step out, Julian can step in. If Vickers mm-hmm. has got to step out, Starfield will step in. So you're kind of... They're kind of in a way replacing quality with quality in a certain way. I know Starfield's got his doubters, and, but he's done well in some games, some days. He's, that's just maybe the way he's going to be. But we know he can play to a degree where he's going to do something for us. So you've got three, I would say, three quality. Well, I would say three decent centre-backs anyway for, for us now. Um, and if the three, if three, you did play at the back, you did go to a three-five-two. You'd be comfortable if it was Julian, Vickers uh, and Starfield. I'd be comfortable. I'd need qualms about the three point anybody. Um, mm. And obviously, as JP says and you says, it gives Iranovic and Ralston to go. Because I, I, I know Ralston's has done really well and I, there's no reason why he shouldn't be playing. But I just really, really rate the big creation. I really rate him. Um, I know fans might listen to this. Or fans, I know I've seen it on Twitter. They've seen about Ralston's you can't knock him this and that. I know you can't knock him but see if the two of them are fit in their own form Juranovic plays in my opinion all day long but Ralston's done nothing wrong so again it's a dilemma that Andrew's got but corner for me it's a brilliant dilemma as a manager because you've got two I, I would never say this but Ralston's so far has been quality so you've got to see he's a quality right back um, yep. and I've said to recent pods that it should be Scotland's right back now he's earned, he's earned it um, we've all gave him a bit of, a bit of drip and criticism, which, let's be fair, it was probably right because we didn't think he was this with the situation we were in, but he's worked hard and got himself back to the team. And again, you've got yep. to, we've all said our products from now, there's no reason why he can't prolong his career at Celtic now and be the right back. But again, you've got Yanovic here, who has been signed to be a right back, but I think we all know he was signed because they thought Ralston was going to be away. We all know that. Mm-hmm. And then Ralston's come in and been amazing. So, it's a good dilemma on the right back. The left back situation with Scales, Taylor. Scales is obviously what can improve himself. I've been impressed with him a wee bit. He's done okay. He's I've been him. liking the look of him as well, mate. Um, um, he's, he's, again, he's in the reason to get trapped as well. He played well against St. Johnston. Um, Taylor, again, I know me, myself, <laughs> I gave my back system, but let's be honest, he's steady enough for the SBL, but I think going forward, we all know I'm not, I don't I think he's going to be longer term for his right. I know he's got a new deal, but obviously Andrew hates him. So, again, like with all says, we can't really criticise the manager of who he's playing because I know we're six points behind corner, but so far, we've just got to do everything we can to hands because obviously the board are backing him and we've just got to back him in the next five or six months and just hope that we get what we expect in the season. Aye. Well, this is it. We... He's obviously seeing things for players that we don't see any. It's done today players to then go and justify why they're being picked. So if whether it be Scales, Taylor, Montgomery, like they're obviously doing something right to be able to get into that side because we've got players that can. We've got Juranovic Jura, that can go play left back and Ralston that will play right back, and then that's us sorted. But obviously he's not going to want to do that. He, he, he will. 
I, I do believe he's brought Juranovic in to be our first choice right back. I've maybe been forced into playing him in the left back position because of how good Ralston's form's been and obviously the injury to Greg Taylor hasn't helped young Montgomery as much as he could be a, a good talent. I still think that he's got a lot of learning today, a lot of maturing today. Uh, skills when he's featured I've liked the look of him he's direct he brings us up he, he wants to get involved he wants to be in the ball happy to take players on out wide as well um, so that that's positive signs but again he's, he's still he's no he's no old either he's still young do you know what I mean um, so he'll still have learning today and maturing today too, but um what you're saying, I think I you, you you get a fit Juranovic, a fully fit Ralston, both at the peak. Juranovic plays right back all day, every day. Um, with Ralston, in terms of the Scotland thing, uh, well, he's better than O'Donnell, 100%. He's better than O'Donnell. Um, and, and as much as people go, oh, Nathan Patterson, he's this massive talent in Scotland. Like We, we see him at gone Merlin for for Merlin what team they went for I'm, I don't I don't I don't understand how people can say it when he's not even getting ahead of James Tavernier who has, has yet to actually win a trophy while being on a park mm. because they when they actually confirmed winners of the league he was injured mm. so um, and I get that he's the captain it's not very often that captains get dropped we're not going to go in debt to McGregor we never really done it mm. to Brown Maybe towards the end, Brown didn't feature as much, but for somebody to have all this talent to potentially go for Merlin Tierney, you need to be able to keep players like James Deverney out. Like, mm. so for me, Ralston's your number one Scotland packet right back. That's I, I agree with you there. Okay, see, obviously, on uh, JP, I know I'm saying I, I believe that Ralston will be eventually uh, the Ranovic is obviously brought to be right back, but. I think I know we're saying I no, I know we're saying here well me and anyway that Iranovic is obviously he has got the better pedigree blah blah this and that but in a sense you can't knock Ralston as much as we're saying Iranovic might be the better player Ralston's shown his quality now Ralston has shown he's a very good player and so Ralston in the past now has forgot about Ralston's no Ralston who he is anymore he's bulked up he's he's a far better player so. Ralston is a quality right back, so we've got two quality right backs. And when was the last time we had two quality right backs? With Lustig, and then before then with guys like Hinkle. I, I, I loved Hinkle, thought Hinkle was superb. I thought he didn't get a, the plaudits to go to Celtic when he should have. I thought he was a, he was a 7 out of 10 every week. Steady Eddie, superb. And I think um, Juranovic and Ralston are really the same. I don't think they're never... They're never I know Juranovic, uh, his first game with Rangers, he was superb. He had two or three weeks shaky games, but now he's out of the team. You can see his quality. He's very, very quick. Ralston's very quick. I think that's the theme of our team now, JP. It's full of pace, strength, quality. They're not just all technical players. Um, and like you say, mate, with Jota, guys like Abada, Kyogo, Meda, you're getting excited going forward. It's a tank football we want to see. None of this tappy-tappy football. As soon as Jota, for me, mate, I know I've not seen these guys play yet, but for me, Jota just, mate, Jota gives me the thrill, mate. The Jota, he's unbelievable. He just, he gets the ball and I'm like, go, go and do something. It's like, Rogic, go and do something. Because you believe as a fan now, 
jeg siger nok for mig, at de britiske går det sammen. De britiske går det sgu der for gamen, og de går ikke det sammen. Der er også et fans vand. Der er så vi, jeg nu ikke peger mig til grunden, siger Timbo, Jota, en even at vare, når vi siger, disse er de gejse peger, i peger mig ikke, når vi siger, at de skal prøve at prøve at prøve. Og for mig, i skal prøve at prøve, og så meget, så er han ikke, og vi sætter den med der, og det er godt, og hejate, hejate, Det kom her fra Stemmestund. Vi har nogle af, og vi ser, det er min gode rejse for dem, hvis det går ud af den Der kom her, det brød for os, en hård forkert sælger, og sælgeren var jo, og han gjorde det på det samme. Jeg kom her med bare for sejens pæmmelig, med bare to years, three years, maksimum, en gives brød years, og han gav sig transfer fint, og han gav sig, vi har nu selv til vokken, men for mig gjorde det også standende med, og absolut brød. Hej, jeg er grivig i dig. Det er bare ikke et afsted. Um, I actually think the boy, um, actually, the Aranovic was signed before the surprise of Ralston, mm-hmm. um, because when I took care of Ralston was the only fit right back we had at the club. Mm-hmm. Um, we And uh, he just looked miles off that level. But what I seen him anyway, he just looked miles off the level. I think it was a was it a Preston game at Parky that broke the broken. I can't remember, mate. Um, I, I know that play a family, but I can't remember lost. the game. They beat us anyway, remember? And uh, oh, they really beat us now. Um, but they beat us in. And um, but he was he, he wasn't. He? Ralston just fitted in like a glove. Mm-hmm. See if he day one under Ange, Ralston just did what he was told. He did what he was asked and did what Ange was telling him to do. And up to now, you can see his progression. Juranovic was bought for squad debt, probably in the one I own, and he's got to be my first choice. Nobody expected Ralston to be what he's been. And the It wasn't long ago. I remember a boy getting an absolute doing half a vast majority of your support. And the boy's made a left stuck his two fingers up to everybody. Mm-hmm. And he's got a new deal with that. He signed a year's extension. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, no, you're just going to be covered, son, if we need you. The boy's wearing a hat, I think so. And he's, he's got in and he's grabbed the jersey. But we're all saying, Juranovic is going to be first choice. When the two of them are fat, Juranovic plays at left back. Mm-hmm. So what message then does that send to the fans? Ange plays Ralston at right back and he moves Croatia's number one right back at the left back. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it could be made any more clearer mm-hmm. to, the, to the Celtic support. Ralston is obviously well rated mm-hmm. and I don't think very easily, unless he does something... Miraculous now that he's going to commit that team anytime soon. If he's fat, he plays. I don't. I don't make him at the team. Neither do I, Connor. No, I definitely don't. I like seeing him on the team. Ah, he's not going to be long term. He's not going to be this. He's not. No, he is long term because he's been playing. He's played again. He's another one that's nearly played every single game. Mm-hmm. And if he's no, he's come off the bench when he's not been playing in the actual game. It's you know he's been on the bench for. So, um. For me, he's a mainstay in the team. 
And getting back to what you say, Ryan, about the two right backs, the last ones I can remember is probably Lustig and Adam Matthews. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and they two were good. They were two were and good. And Adam Matthews, was, he gave his quality service when he was here. People might have their doubts and say, oh, you know. No, he was good. He was well, well, I, I, him, I thought he was a brilliant Very technical, good on the ball, good going forward, um, rapid, fast. Poor boy, I know he catch Messi on the hop. Mm. Got left back, by the way, Celtic Park. I was there that night, their 125th year anniversary. Mm-hmm. And we beat Tony Watt, scored the winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big Yama scored the first goal. Adam Matthews was outstanding that night. He played left back. Um, so, and by the way, we beat them in the FA Ambrose, my team. Any Barcelona listeners are listening in the new, by the way. Miku was up front. Aye, after Super was under, wasn't he? Oh my goodness. That just shows you how good we were. Um, Chris Commons was playing most of the game that I like, sort of left, mid sort of left wing back because he had to fill in. Adam Matthews forgot he had to defend. Again, he loved going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, I just can't understand how we beat Barcelona, but 2-1 with Kelvin Wilson and, and F.A. Ambrose at centre-half. See, we found on Wilson. I thought Wilson was all right. I like Wilson. I, 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 oh, he was, by the way, he was out. The whole team were outstanding, at me. Um... Everybody to your man, knew the role, knew what they had to do. Again, I, what, a, what a night. Many times have we said that through the years, we've produced nights that we'll all remember for years to come. And it's nights probably where you don't expect. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't expect two kids to go out and beat the Albetis. Mm-hmm. No, I, I didn't. And by the way, you see a couple of errors in the game that you look at their two goals. See, their two goals are probably avoided, so you could probably look at that. Had we a one free nothing, you're going, that's a doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've gave a teammate sitting third, fourth, wherever they are in that Spanish league right now. I think they were third that night when we played them. I don't know where they are now because I don't really, it's not a league I keep tabs with. Really. What have you? I don't watch Spanish football. So, um, 
I would only do so Celtic Drew, a Spanish mm-hmm. opposition in Europe. Um, but getting back to what we were saying there, Ralston's, in a sense, he's a massive surprise to everybody. But I can't say I'm no surprised to an extent because I thought when Brendan brought him in early doors, he showed promising signs. Mm-hmm. Then he got a bad injury and he went right off the boil and got shipped out and loan. Then he got shipped out and loan again. And he's obviously went away and his missus has gave birth to a win and he thought to himself, hey, I need to get my head together here. I need to get myself together. Mm-hmm. A family now. Massive Celtic fan. So maybe somebody in his family's got a hold of him and says, look, this is your last chance. You get in there and you show him what, he, you know, what you're made of. And fair play to the boy. And I, I'm a massive fan of him now. Mm-hmm. And I've been shouting... You know how long I've been shouting about him getting in that Scotland team. Mm-hmm. But Steve Clark's obviously, he's, he's kind of building that side and he's, he's got it as a family. Um, I'm, going to, I'm going to be honest, people, right? Uh, people might say I'm full of shit or other. See if Anthony Ralph sees no Scotland's right backs and that's qualifiers and that's games, then there's got to be some sort of bias in me. I'm sorry. The guy's stats are phenomenal. Nathan Patterson, as he says, right? It's only, is it Nathan Patterson or Donald's is his competition, right? See, if you look at the stats, Ralph has got to be, it's, it's a, it's a foregone conclusion. And I understand why it's in this squad. It's the same with England, it's the same with Spain. Mm-hmm. Very rarely do you get took out that squad unless you're injured, suspensions, or you've had a real, real, real lack of form and your form ridiculous. But... If you want to improve, as I know we're off topic Celtic, but if, if you don't want to be a successful national squad, the players are on form, in my opinion, have got to play. And there's mm-hmm. no coincidence that when Gordon Sarton started playing all the Celtic players, when Celtic were doing well, Scotland started doing well. There's no coincidence that. Yep. He played Griffiths. I know Griffiths only got four or five goals for Scotland, but they were playing well. Brown's at Tappy's game. You had Christie playing. You had McGregor playing. Gordon was in goals. They were doing well. So he's got to play for me. And I'm agreeing with you, Connor. I think the boy Parsons is a talent as much as I'm a Celtic fan. The boy's obviously got a talent. You don't play with Rangers at that age if you're not a talent. Must be fair, right? Mm-hmm. He's obviously a talent, but because there's no money. Aye, no. There's <laughs> the last no. one was Alan. Aye, 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 aye. So the fact that they're talking all these numbers, right? I'm being honest with you, Connor. It wouldn't surprise me if he went for more money. No, because he's quality. Just because the market's fucked. The market's not a market. Right? Is fucked. And see, because the range, got, Rangers are going to hold out for as much money as they can, because we all know if they don't win the league this year, they don't qualify for the, the squeaky bump time, right? They're going to need to sell <coughs> players, no matter what Ross Wilson says, financial accounts don't lie. Accounts don't lie. They lost £23 million last year. They need to sell players. So if they get a £12 million bid, £15 million bid, they're more likely going to sell them. Right. But when it comes to Scotland, I'm, I'm not going to say there's a bias to any, 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 any team or nothing, but for me, Connor, if Ralston's no one is next Scotland squad and he's no playing, there's something got to be. For me, if I'm Ralston, I know he won't do it because he's just happy to be in the squad. You've got to be asked to see Cut. Why am I not playing? Yeah, I'm playing Mesa the week. Me. For me, I would still class us as I know we're not the champions, but we're still the for best me, team in Scotland. The best team in Scotland. I myself, I'm going to say that. Basically, the best team in Scotland for the last nine years, the top, the top squad, and he can't get a game. They two are kind of play every week with their squads. Well, I know we're plays in Motherwell, but Parson can't get a game for Rangers, but I can. But like you say, JP, you watch that squad, it's very hard to move out. But 
when it comes to us, uh, Connor, that that even Valsing can go and play right mid. Yanovic can play right mid. You've got options now. Because ah, you do them right back. So anywhere it's, than the right. It's leaving us after the winter break with these three new guys as well. Bajillion coming back, hopefully Flores is back, Jot is back, Kyogo's back, Joe Hart's hopes are back, McGregor. You're basically Andrews for the first time since he's been here. He's going to have the picky what he wants. He's going to have mm-hmm. now bear in mind when was it, when was the, when when was your last time actually Andrews had his best eleven? Don't think he's ever had it. He's always been injured. He's been injured. Or Forrest, he's been injured. Kyle, he's been injured. Joe Hart is obviously he's out now. He's, he's back after break. He's not had a combination of squad for three, four, five, six games. So in a way, we can't judge him until he gets his first 11, two, three, four, five games and gets a rhythm. But bear in mm-hmm. mind, we've been, we've been, every game's been kind of disrupted. Squad birth, there's been no, there's been a lot of injuries, there's been suspensions, COVID, obviously, that's what I'm assuming happened recently. So, we've been doing it with our bones. I know Tom English says, oh, you're still international players, but considering what we're used to seeing, Connor, it was bare bones, and we've been doing it bare bones for months. We've no, we've been right. running on a tight ship, low batteries, and you've got these three boys coming in now, and it will be like a jury cell battery in the squad, it'll be boom. Lights and I think well after the, the new year, I think it's ready to go all action. I I I totally agree with you there. Like wholeheartedly agree with you. Like um we've not had like our best eleven players on the park at one time consistently throughout this season so far. And there's there's even been there's even been times where it's been had to be it's had to be last minute changes that we've made because of whatever reasons, whether it be Injuries or COVID or whatever, like there's there's always been something. But as you say, that as much as as much as the other side are looking at it, going, oh, they they wanted this break because it benefits them, men that benefits us. I think it just benefits Scottish football in general to bring that break forward. Look look at the amount of people that have that have came out even between Christmas and now that have got COVID, like. That could have been literally. Look at all the look at all the teams. There was Dundee mm-hmm. had to play. Had to, they had to actually register their assistant manager to play because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Like it's it was a no brainer to bring that forward because if you bring that forward, that means that there's less chance that people get less chance of players, staff, fans getting COVID, mm-hmm. and then we can get back to some sort of normality with it. And hopefully, it doesn't it doesn't affect squads down the line. But um, it came at the right time for us so that we can get signings in, we can get them into the training, get working with them and see where we go for there. Hopefully start the, the first game after the break with our best 11, like our actual best team. And with these three boys, with these three lads coming in, it's going to do wonders for our, our depth. And with the bench as well, because don't get me wrong, we've we've got one or two players that you expect to come off the bench and put in a good shift. But there's there's a couple of players on there that well, there's been a couple of players that have been getting starts that on the uptick the, the way we've been talking about Mikey or whatever. But um, I think it, it, it it's definitely helped us if it turns out that with these World Cup qualifiers coming up and 
but we might need to, we might need to be like, right, we need a, an all horn here. As much as I don't want it to happen, but we want no Trump to happen. We're not scared of them. I don't know why they keep making out as if we are scared of them, because we'll know. Because they're, they're scared of us. In my opinion, JP Connor says here, I think Scottish football starting to fear, fear us again because you know that we, they know we've had a, a shit four or five months when it comes in terms of injuries and guys not being fit. And the thing as well, but JP, they don't remember, we've won a trophy. As well, we've won a trophy and that's us not full pelt. So just imagine, like we have says, and we've got another four or five five months to basically Ange having his squad now. It's his squad now. The first few months, it's getting the ticking air, getting looked into. But now, again, it's three or four week break and it's full action. New signings, Julian back, Jota back. For me, it's all systems go. And then, if, I would say after the break, there's no excuses for us now. We just need to go, go on now and go full pelt. Definitely. I think what's, what we're missing out in, in our boys is... Uh... The most important thing here is the coaching time now and is going to be able to spend on the field with him. There's no football. Because he said before, no, it was like recovery game, recovery game. And he was only getting to implement, you no know, wee words of wisdom and things like this. You see, now, now you can show him what he wants him to do. Now you can go on the training field and spend hours doing tactical stuff for him and working with him and showing them things that maybe they've not already covered. Because let's face it, when he came on in the summer, and he started when he was mic'd up and all that. All the big players weren't they all weren't there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Weren't in yet. Starfield wasn't in yet. McGregor and that were away with Scotland. Turnbull was away. So all he's he's kinda he's mainstreamed. It was all the young boys and uh, Edward who didn't get picked for the national team or you know hadn't he went away anywhere yet. And so it was all it was already day you know, it was already already young, young team, as they call it. Um, but now his first team is going to be there. There's not going to be an international break, so his squad isn't going to be all the globe. Um, he's got new signings in the door. Obviously, we've only seen Maeda yet. Um, I'd imagine the other two are only far behind, to be honest. Um, and then they'll be paraded and. We'll see that soon enough. Uh, so they'll join up with the training as well before the league starts back. Um, so I, as I say, it's, it's, it's going to be, and as you said, Ryan, the fear is real. Um, look at the amount of racism I've already saw on our social mm-hmm. media just in the last 24 hours. It's absolutely shocking. All because Celtic have seen guys from Japan. Now, but I'll, but I'll, I'll get swept on the carpet, mate, as usual, so... I wouldn't be surprised, mate, to be honest, because that's but it just shows you the mentality because they know what's coming. Why we all know why it's happening, they know what's coming. They know these guys only coming and need to sit and take, you know, sit and be spectators. They're not here to take part, they're here to take over. That's I like that here to take over. They're not here to take part, mate, they're here to take over. These guys are going to come in and they're going to have to run running. They're going to show what they can do very quickly. And they're just going to add to what Kyogo and Jota and Abada and all that have put in place already for us. Mm. And they're going to... It's going to be like an explosion. And 
the rest of the teams in this league are not quick to what we're bringing. They're no firepower is just going to be far too much. Just when the three were brought in, you know, even if one of them isn't up to standard, will be. It's going to be high, as I said, it's going to be highly unlikely. The three of them are going to come in and no be able to do it, you know, no be able to cut it. I'd be really, really stunned mm-hmm. if something like that was to happen. Especially my Ada. He's the one I'm expecting myself to boom, straight away, like an atomic bomb, just hit the ground running and away we go. And once you jot on that, coming back, I know, he's just going to fit in like a glove ring. Because, let's face it, I mean, he's, he's incredible. And like say Roger, their levels are just going to go like that because they've no good guys running about them. Do you know what I mean? That are all... See, when you've got quality in your team now, even Greg Taylor will look like Ronaldinho. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's... I, I know you're laughing for now, but... I'm looking forward to that, but... <laughs> I don't mean I see... Have you ever played five a size with somebody and maybe they're not as good as you? Mm-hmm. But maybe there's a guy better than you. But see if he's on the same team as that guy. It brings mm-hmm. him forward. It brings right, him on a level because mm-hmm. it just it, it's a boost. It just gives everybody a boost. It's a natural thing that happens in football. You don't need to be a great player. See for somebody else there showing you the way. The rest is fully. Mm-hmm. And it sort of helps to then boost you. And then a period of time you start believing in yourself and we believe grows confidence. <coughs> and like say Big Beaton playing in the middle again in central midfield, that's, that's, a, that's been a big plus for us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's again shown his quality. And like say, he's helping, but we're hearing on like various different sites now, he's helping a bad at his settling. And that's only going to bode well for Celtic. As you said, we're not going to keep these guys, we're not, you need to be off your head to, to think you know, term. these guys are going mm-hmm. to be there for the next 10 years, because that's not going to happen. It's probably not even going to happen with Ange. Um, but what's going to happen is, is, in the meantime, these guys are going to bring success for us to enjoy. Mm-hmm. I okay, it's only short term. But everything's only short term. I've said it before. Larson was there. When he was going, everybody was panicking, greeting going on, all that we're going to do. Larson, for me, was we, we, we got lucky that he loved Celtic. We, we got lucky. Aye, because he's aye. love for us. Because we all know that he shouldn't have been at Celtic for seven, eight years. He shouldn't have been no. at Celtic for seven years. No. We all know that. And we all know there was offers for Alex Selson we started getting for years. And it just shows you that... I think Gerard Tully, I tried to show him as well when he was at Liverpool. Yeah. Um, aye. And obviously, on this own... You but a fun party start of the year. Obviously, we have we have spent a lot of money in flops. I was well, when I say flops, we've spent a lot of money in players who have failed. Um, and I think I like today's as I say, she's to get a five aside team to get our own guys. We've spent money on who have not done well. Because let's be fair, we've just spent money on three players who might do well, and we've spent players for the same amount of money as that on like Barkas. <coughs> for me, Barkas, but it's the only reason he's in my team is because the money was spent on him. Five million pound, he's failed. For me, it's an absolute no-brainer. Um, up front for me, Bangura, I think it's two, three million pound. I think the only, the only recommendation for Larson we gave, I think we can say, sorry, Henrik, mate, but Bangura, wasn't he? 
There's not too much at all. Um, I, I was defence for me. I, I don't even really pay a lot of money from, but for for me, it was compare. I think the wages the guy was getting was probably about thirty grand a week, probably forty grand a week. Was probably getting because he came from obviously Leipzig. We done okay with. Um, so that's free aim in midfield. Midfield for me, over the years, I went for Raphael Scheit. Um, I know it's a longer, longer than a lot of people may remember, but I think he was at like five million pound. That was just ridiculous. That's I know back, and that was maybe the signings that we expect to get now five million pound for a top quality player, but he was straight, let's be fair. Um, didn't up, really, didn't I didn't even really live up to his, <laughs> he, he did live up to his namesake. Um, and I was struggling knowing another player, but. I was, was kind of going to put in Kamara only because he had the money we paid from the three and a half million pound but he didn't get a chance really um, but the other guy for me up front I know I've moved in the position of just naming five guys but be bio um, came in I think it was two million pound just for me it was a squib I'm, I'm sorry if that's disrespectful but it just didn't look up to it um, again Roger signed him Congerton kind of Spunked a few bit of money for Celtic. I know we, we got some gems in Sinclair and then Bailey. But for me, that'd be uh, a lot of a bad bunch. I would say there are five guys who I didn't know how much they would cost on. Barcast was five million, Bailey was two. You're maybe talking 15 million pounds, 16 million mm-hmm. pounds just in eight players. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, JP, it just shows you something. I know we've had a lot of successes. It just shows you we've had a lot of very, very poor buys. Aye, definitely, mate. Uh, you brought back a few memories there, yeah, a few nightmares, to be honest. I've tried to forget about some of them. Um, but, aye, definitely. So, is it is it me you want to go next? Is that I'm fine away, aye. Oh, cool. I'm under the bridge, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, probably my goalie. It's got to be big Magnus Hedman. <laughs> Anybody that can play against Bayern Munich and... Jump out the way of the ball. Throw stealthy just inside the halfway line. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> no. He makes Barkas look like Neuer. <laughs> come on. I mean, no. Definitely him. He's my goalie. Um, <laughs> defender. Probably big doobie. Big guy we got for China. <laughs> Made his debut in one and only game he played for say, I think he broke history that day. Uh, he never even played the full game. He played against Clyde. Then gave us him, then he come back. And he helped Clyde <laughs> get through because he was one of Clyde's best players on the day, I think. Uh, I think he got a taxi him. I don't even think Celtic let him on the bus. Well, certainly I wouldn't have been. Um, so he would have been, he'd have been phoning Glasgow Private Hire if it was me. Um Another one was probably probably Mo Camara. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know what he was doing. I, I still can't explain to people when I'm trying to tell people. Strachan signed a guy who was supposed to be left back when he stood in the halfway line. Talking to, <laughs> talking to people at the side of the park as if he was playing in a Sunday game somewhere. They're like, what are you doing? He's running after the ball. He's 
Tackling his own teammates for a ball. He was fucking he wanted the ball that much. He used to fucking tackle his own teammates for a ball. But what have <laughs> you doing? He used to get for left back. And Paul Telfer says it was the hardest slide tackle he ever had played against him. <laughs> and it was his own guy. I'm like, what are you doing? But seriously, that was unbelievable. Uh, so, Doobie's in there. Uh, Doobie, Mokimara, Big Headman. I've got another. You picked six there, did you know? Five. Five. I was going to add Kamala, but no. Right, okay. Five, I've got another. Two more. Yeah. Uh, Freddie Lundberg. Aye. He still stuck to Danny Adverts for underwear because he was absolutely panties, man. <laughs> it was shocking, wasn't he? Aye. Aye. But, wow. See if he, see if he, remember he used to tint his hair and all that and used to spike it up. See even if Aye. he came like that, he'd look good doing that. Mm-hmm. Didn't even look good when he was on the pitch, and the fact that they gave him the number seven jersey. I think half the times I was watching him, I was spewing in the toilet. <laughs> Larson must have been sitting listening to the crime game every oh, no. time he took to the field. Seriously, because he was woeful, woeful up here. Um, yeah. And my other one, uh, oh, this is a belter. Um, is going to be Olivier Capo. <laughs> nah, I mean Capo. What was he doing, man? <laughs> like, mm. wow. I remember he wasn't even that good on FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going, what the hell is it? And Again, money wasted. You're talking, you could get through last of people and, but, oh man, I mean, they, they, they're the ones that distinctively, I, I could have went back years and years ago as well, because it's, it's not just the modern day era that, you know, this has been happening. Um, there's been, I, remember, I mean, I remember guys like Ian Andrews and Wayne Biggins and mm. Carol Muggleton and, like, oh, shocking, shocking teams we've had through the years, man, and players through teams and, um, like, uh, oh, I mean, some of these guys make Martin Rasmussen look like <laughs> uh, Erin Halland, and I'm not joking. Like, the guys you can think of, <laughs> um, and Pablo Brozek, probably would be like, would be like uh, Cristiano Ronaldo compared to some of the guys I could tell you about years gone by. I I mean, there's another one, Bad Ayel Kaduri. Ah, Kaduri, aye. Ayel Kaduri. You're going on and on about, I mean, and that's just, I'm only trying to, I was trying to help you guys in terms of, you know, how far back, I mean, I mean, I could get back to years and years, when Paul Elliott and Roy Aitken and stuff like that played Mm. with Celtic. Um, But no, we've had some shockers, like real shockers. I think Willow Flood's got to be some in somebody's <laughs> team or not. Mines is there for money. Mines is there for the money that's spent. That Gordon Stratton should have signed Stephen Fletcher. Aye. And it, uh, he'd have been as well gift-wrapped in him and put him in a, the centre circle. And it, we all thought it was Stephen Fletcher and it wasn't, it was Willow Flood. <laughs> and you're just like, the jersey was too big for him or not? Nah. He's going to fit him. Mm-hmm. 
like, it was like he signed with his dad's jumping on. It was, like, was only about 14. It was like when uh, Paul Swain says he's that, he's that wore his suit. And it. That's a beauty. Uh, Sleeves down there, oh, oh, magic man. He <laughs> said, "Me one of my career done nah. it goes well as it planted." I know that was unbelievable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what a flag! Imagine being a flag in the water, and that means. Uh, um, I obviously think Connor, you've went for the value side. Of it. I mean, it's more for the, the money spent. So obviously, Barca's at five million. His current transfer value sitting at one point three five. Money well spent. Uh, I don't think we'll get I don't think we'll get too much back from but we'll, we'll wait and see uh, the next one I've got done is Yuri Arisic we spent 3.15 million in 2006-2007 for him for Chelsea and we sold him for 900k the following season so um, you are 2006-2007 we bought him and we sold him in 2007-2008 season. Actually, Floyd did all right. He scored a few belters. Remember the goals he scored for I know, he did. He did score a few belters, but, like, at that kind of money that you're losing... In terms of turning over a value, aye, aye, aye. In terms of turning over a value, right. Um, The next one's Efren Juarez. We got him for (laughs) 2.25 million in 2010-2011. He left for three in 2012-2013, and he only made 20 appearances. He was a a belter, no? Ah, yeah, first thing he done was introduce enchiladas and stuff, Captain Boots. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, I think, I think he liked that. But in narcotics, I think that's one reason why he's an ego belt from. I think that's where you're banned for. Ah, that's the thing. We spent two points. That's what I'm doing. Number two, just now. Ah, yes, ah, yes, ah. He's Ronnie's number two. I'm Ronnie's number two. So that's why Ronnie's going to have his nut all the time. My next one's Dirk Berichter Bought mm-hmm. him for 2.25 million in 13 14 season and then mm-hmm. he retired 15 16 season. Um, Ber- Dirk Berichter we got him for Ajax. Who's that? Exactly. <laughs> Never seen him, mate. <laughs> mate he made, he made uh, 26 appearances for his right. He was a left winger, 26 appearances. He had one goal and two assists. I can remember his debut, mate. I was at his debut and he half injured at half time, I'm sure. Or it was a sure it was Ross County, I'm sure. Ross like County, And I can remember he was taking guy, I'm like, I suppose a belter. Right. And then he got injured. Ah, he could have had a hat trick the first 15 minutes of the game, right? I get what you're right. saying, the value way side corner. But I do believe if a guy didn't get injured, I think he would have done well for us. But again, these things don't work out. But in a no. sense, I value. Out of the two of them, you're looking at just under five million for Juarez and Dirk Berichter, and between the two of them, they got forty-six appearances, and they they left us for nothing. We never got anything, anything in return for the two of them. That's crazy. And then, I remember the Suarez one. He he, like, I remember the cry about him because he played the tournament in the Emirates, remember, in the pre-season, and he was magic, man. He was like, and then there was the. I think the team we got in Faye was it Pumas or something we signed them for? There was no talk about him leaving already, wasn't there? Aye, there was talk of him leaving pretty soon. There was only there a month or two, and there was, there was like teams in England were wanting him, and uh, I think even Arsenal, because he, yep. he, he destroyed them when we played them. Um, he, ran a, he, ran, he ran right against them in that Emirates Cup. Perhaps you've earned that. Remember, Donati scored, then mm-hmm. he left right yep. after it. Mm-hmm. Aye. Uh, 
<coughs> no, I Connor, that's that's pretty right. interesting, mate. I didn't actually. Well done, mate, for researching that. The last one. Anyway. The last one. Nadir Chifchi. Oh. 1.88 million we spent for him. He left for free in his time at Celtic between 15 and 16 and 17 and 18. He had four loan spells, made 26 appearances for the club, scored four goals and had one assist. Left That's for nothing. Crazy, isn't it, man? So, I think I know, boys. The, the, the two I know that stand out is uh, <coughs> uh, Big Carlton Cole. Aye. I'm in Kazim Mitchell's man. Kazim Mitchell, don't you know, man? Been some right shockers. You can actually do a podcast on that, just talking about that, because it's no, I know, I know. You could just about that's, the whole. I think that's something we need to do because you, 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 you laugh. Everybody wants a laugh. Look at look at we had Amido Baldi and Timo Pukki at the same time. Amido Baldi and Timo Pukki at the same time. Not two, the two of them couldn't have kicked their own ass for us. And look at Pukki now. I know. So, I like that as well in terms of although everybody thinks he's a legend because he scores that goal we kind of secure the the the, the to stop the 10 in a row initially <laughs> but he, he was probably like, I think he spent something like two two million pounds on him at the time and I think he went for hee-haw I don't think we get any money on him I think he went back to went back to Rosenberg for next to nothing Bonkers, man. If my memory serves me right, but Connor, well done, mate. I wouldn't even have got, I wouldn't have known any of that at all. Honestly, I was in looking at how much we spent on them, how much they left for, how many appearances they made, goals, even, even, see, even uh, Barkas, Barkas has made something like 23, 24 appearances and conceded 23 goals for us. (laughs) But when he he was at Athens, he played 111 games and only conceded like 50 odd. Right, I think we've got one new data analysis boys for the team, mate. <laughs> yeah. man. Um, obviously, the last bit on Barkas for me, I, I, I think if he goes somewhere else, I think he'll, I think he'll do all right. I just think he's came at us at the wrong time. And um, obviously, maybe the club might be too big. I don't know, but as JP says, there's a lot of things that went wrong last season. Players didn't perform. But I thought he played all right. I know it's in Johnston, but he looked comfortable. He didn't look nervous. He looked actually all right. He came as comfortable was. It looked like Santa broke my bit of ability. <laughs> <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Barkas is back, man. There we go. All I want for Christmas is to come for crosses. Aye. Um, but again, boys, we'll finish on there. A good bit of fun. Um, again, it's happy year. I think happy year to Celtic fans. We've got new signings in. Hopefully, um, we get some good news, obviously, in the COVID aspect that we can get obviously fans back in and get the, the team back playing again and team at the right day and watch the Celtic and obviously hopefully get back in a, back in a one and run but again uh, JP Connor happy new year lads hail hail and take care happy new year happy new year hail hail mate Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.